Hello and welcome to the Eating 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Eating Trailfinders Amateur Men's Section. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Eating 1871 pod with me, Jeremy Inson. Right now I'm with someone on it, hoping to get a word in edgeways. He's got a bit of a, a reputation of someone who probably won't let him say a word, uh, but we could try our best. He's one of the most garrulous, he's one of the most chatty, one of the most verbose of the squads. Of course, Danny Ford, captain of the Exiles. Good evening, Danny. Hello, mate. How are we doing? You Not well? too bad. You've got a bang on your nose, but your wrist seems okay. Strapped up. Yeah. Uh, What's the update? Uh, nice bit of uh, phys- uh, rehab with uh, Matt and Eric. You know, those two boys have been uh, cracking that wrist every time, and um, the uh, nerve and ligament stuff seems to be healing nicely. Naturally possible now, which is always a positive. And the nose? Uh, yeah, compliments of the Finchley prop who decided to uh, run over me. Uh, this weekend, a uh, good bunch of lads, um, really friendly game, but uh, they were well driven side and they uh, deserved a win, I'd say. But we turned up with a good attitude, played a good game, and we ran some good points. You are this season's Exiles captain. Yep. Tell us who the Exiles are and sort of what the role involves. Uh, the Exiles are the Guinness loving 13, very proud tradition of uh, half Guinness before the game. Uh, Lots of friendly rugby, played with the right attitude, maybe not the flashiest of rugby, but always played with the right spirits. And uh, a picture after the game with the opposition, because that's how rugby should be played. Of course, you mentioned you've just been at Finchley this weekend, gone. Turned up with 11. What what happened? And and how was the match played? Uh, Well, awful conditions first. The uh, weather was the first (laughs) proper rainy game of the season in muddy conditions, so... Played with uh, mud everywhere. Um, it's, it's, I think it's across the board at the moment that numbers are down. So when you're in a club with three or four teams, the third and the fourth team sometimes are going to suffer. Um, Ealing at the moment, we've got a couple of injuries, a couple of boys on the way, coming back, which is the important thing. Um, nothing serious. No one's out for six to eight months. It's just lots of two or three weekers. Um, one suspension. <laughs> I believe that. To them to explain. <laughs> I'm going to details on that. With all third teams, or the the, I don't like to say the lowest team in the team, but the social sides. Um, we know that some guys are going to get called up to the twos. We had three players before the game get called up to the twos. The twos had a couple of guys called up to the firsts, and we went with what we had. A couple of new faces as well. Shout out to Callie and Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel, the youngest hooker to play for the Exiles in a very long time. Uh, Fresh out of his diapers at 18. You don't get too many of that age. No, no, no. In social rugby, because it is social rugby, that's yeah. it. And From the social side of things, I personally find it, I like to think that we're the base level for everything that happens at this club. Um, when everyone wins on a Saturday, it starts with us. We're the, we're the social side, we're the guys that come up to the young lads who maybe haven't seen as much rugby as us and we're having fun. Um, whereas... We've also got a lot of experience on our side so that if, say, some of the younger lads do get called up to the twos or get called up to the ones, we know enough about the pitch to carry on playing and carry on doing what's needed. And, uh, yeah, we like to have some fun while we're doing it. Because you've got player. You mentioned that you've got an 18-year-old. Yeah. You've also got a few players at the other end of the age pitch. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Oh, nothing. so our front row this year 
I, I think Emmanuel must have brought the average age down of our front row by a good 30-odd years. Uh, Ash and Colonel, the heart and soul of the Exiles this year. Uh, Ash, uh, veteran of almost 400, something 400 games yeah, for the Ealing. Yeah. Uh, Colonel, a veteran of rugby. Just a veteran. Uh, yeah, full stop. That, that man is, is my favourite human being down at this club. Um, how, we got, how he came to join us is amazing, and it's a story on its own, not to be said over an impolite conversation, but uh, to say we stole him from Hampstead, and he has been a part of this club, and he is a key cornerstone with what he does. Uh, and a proper old boy, loves a game of rugby, always up for a chat, and cycles it almost as much as I do. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and... Of course, I mean, that, that's heart. That's part of the past, isn't it? Everyone always goes, there's always a role. Rugby's always a sport for everybody at all sizes. And, and how much do you follow that ethos for the exiles? Oh, completely. I mean, it's not just all shapes and all sizes. It's all mentalities, uh, backgrounds. You know, you can say that every club has, you know, there's a stereotype with rugby. But I love down here that we've got every race, creed, colour, um, every body shape, every style of rugby that wants to be played down here, we facilitate to that. The seconds have a bit more edge and aggression to it. The first are very flashy. The seconds, the, the third, sorry, we like to truck and trailer. We like to bosh it up the middle and we don't do very much flash, but we just like to hit people up the middle. And at the end of the game, we shake hands and that's the most important thing for me. Um, just going forward, everything, you know, as I said, everything starts with the exiles. And if the exiles are playing well, the twos are going to play well. If the twos are playing well, the first are going to play well. And everyone's challenging. But it starts at the base uh, and it builds from there. So how long, how long have you been involved with the club? And, and uh, yeah, how did you first become involved? <laughs> so I first uh, joined the club in 2012 um, after drifting around, left university, drifting around a couple of clubs. I think I played for Hayes, Drifters, Teddington, went back to Wasps. Um, a couple of the other clubs and didn't really fit in. Um, I came down to Ealing uh, and I met a man called Barry. Barry Cousins? Barry Cousins. Uh, again, one of those people that is the life and soul of the exiles. Uh, the man has my heart at always. Um, came down to the club, met Barry, uh, gave us a lift against Sodom, uh, who play out of Northolt RFC. And um, the entire journey there wanted to get to know me, wanted me to be involved in the club. and. It's the first time in a while that I'd felt welcome at a club. And during the game, we won 20-something. Um, I scored two tries. At the end of the game, it didn't stop. There was, Why, what are you doing Tuesday? What are you doing Thursday? Get down, come to training. Uh, be involved, be involved. Get here, get here, get, be a part of us. And that's why I wanted to stay at Ealing, because like, you could say it was just one person, but it wasn't. It was the, it was the full... 16, 17 guys in the exiles. Then when I met the twos, it was those guys. There's no clicks down here. It's just people that want you to be a part of your life and want Ealing to be a part of your life. And that's, that's why I joined and that's why I stayed because there are people here that want, there's no one here that wants me gone or doesn't like me. There might be people here that don't like me, but it's polite and it's, cra it's crazy and it wants people involved and people want to be here because it's a great attitude. Fantastic attitude down here. You're listening to the Ealing 1871 podcast. Bleed green! Tell us a little bit about what, what happened the last couple of years. Because we're talking <laughs> to Cavan, who on the SNC side, Cavan Fitzpatrick, uh, one of the SNC coaches, he gave you a great. Yeah. Rap, he, the weight he, loss over from the start of 
COVID and the lockdown through till the present day. So tell us a little about what happened there. Uh, so 2018, uh, I was going through some personal issues, started putting a bit of weight. Uh, I thought, yeah, it's not too much. 2019, 2020, repeat process, dealing with some personal issues, kept putting on weight. Um, and it got to just before the lockdown, I think it was March was 2020? Yeah, March 2020. March 2020, I weighed myself and realized I was 18 stone. Uh, I was a bit of a big boy. And suddenly it was just, you know, there was a brief moment when I remembered my academy days with wasps when I was 11 stone and very fit, very healthy, running around lots. And suddenly realizing that I kind of don't like what I was looking at. And it was, it's a spiral on those kind of things. We talk about mental health. You, 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 you don't have the time to fix the issues. And I, I was just spiraling, you know, upset because I was big, getting bigger because I was upset. And it was just this constant spiral. Um, and then lockdown happened. Now I thought uh, I could either spend the next couple of weeks, because we did think lockdown would be a couple of weeks. Uh, I could spend the next couple of weeks uh, sitting on a couch, playing computer games, touching myself every chance I got and um there's an image <laughs> and keeping the status quo or i could do something about it because you know four weeks off four or five weeks off i thought let's do something so after three days of touching myself i thought let's try and do some weight <laughs> um let me re-record that <laughs> just start again <laughs> um so after so march 20th i remember actually quite remembering march 23rd um i said i'm gonna lose some weight i started uh, got myself a indoor bike uh, got some weights. Luckily, a friend of mine was selling his and just started trying to work out. And then luckily, uh, first, Henry Davis reached out to me. Uh, Henry also now lives out in Dubai, I believe. Amazing shout out to Henry because he started me on this journey. Uh, if anyone is ever coached by him, please, it's an amazing journey he will take you on, um, as well as Cav's journey for fitness. But um, Henry started me on this journey and he just gave me a couple of week program uh taught me about calorie deficits taught me about you know the importance of dieting and then 90 days later i've gone from being 18 stone to being 15 stone uh i'm now roughly and this is two years you know as i kept carrying losing the weight but i'm now sitting roughly happily around 12 and a half stone uh i feel 10 times better my mental health is better me um proposed to my partner i took that big step because i felt like that was the right time uh, it's amazing what a little bit of fitness, and a little bit of re positive reinforcement, and it starts with the first step being you and then reach, getting someone to reach out to you to help. And I was lucky that I had, first I had Henry, then Cav reached out as well to help me. And those two have led me to where I am today and I've been happier, healthier and fitter for it. So coming back to the club, yep. of course, 12 years on from when you joined, yep. 12 years, sorry, 10 years on, when you joined, you've been asked to take over as Exiles captain. Yep. How much pride did you have? How much pride, sorry, did you have when that came? Oh, um, been, so on and off captain for years under your tutelage, of course. Uh, you just let well on for me, Je Danny. You learn well for me. Jez um, has had to put up with me for the better part of five years. Five years with you, captain? No, I think it was three and a half, I think. Uh, yeah, Steph left in 2007, 18, start 2000. Yeah, uh, yeah 2018. Yeah, so 2018. So Jess has had to put up with me as the loudest player on the pitch for that long as his vice captain. 
uh, unofficially, of course. Um, and whenever Jez had uh, issue, uh, had some personal issues or family issues coming up, and the congratulations on the birth of your second child, by the Thank way. Thank you, Danny. It was a while back. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> um, but when Jez would step out as captain, I would step in and do it here and there. And then I got, I think I was down at the club about to start training and Percy calls me over, offers me the captaincy. And I was a bit concerned. I was like, oh, what about Jez? To which then Jez popped, up, popped out of nowhere and couldn't have been prouder to shake my hand and offer me the captaincy as well. So to have Jez's blessing from it, as well as Percy's and the club's trusting me to cap carry the captaincy was, a bit, was incredibly prideful for me. Um, and one of the things that Percy said was, I've got a bit of an uphill journey with attendance this year and the next couple of years, but they said, I think they think I've got the right attitude and the club's teaching me a lot, you know, maybe in my thirties, but you still, there's, there's always an opportunity to learn. And the boys down here have got the right attitude to help me grow and the, taking on the captaincy. It's been great. It's been fun. And the boys have been really encouraging and getting behind me. I've got a nice group of lads who, supporting me in that captaincy role as yourself as well, offer me some advice. Uh, I mentioned Ash and Colonel have been stewards for me, which has been fantastic. Uh, just building a leadership group amongst the third team and then being slightly involved in the twos and then being involved with the ones. It's, it's just a trickle down effect of brilliance in this club. For those who are listening, if you're wondering who Jez is actually me, I was <laughs> Danny's predecessor, but yeah, he did a great job as vice captain, carried it most of last year while uh, there were things going on, but it's, so I couldn't have, Wanted to give it to anyone, anyone else. Just finally, just wrap up. You've been here 10 years into, yep. your, uh, into your 11th year. And what's been your best moment so far? Uh, that's a hard one. There's probably two. Um, my first time captaining the side. Uh, I captained the side in 2019 for the very first time on my birthday. And Ealing, I believe we'd be, I want to say Hampstead, uh, 42 to 12 or something like that and I remember being really really proud of the boys for that performance and knowing that I was a part of that you know I led the boys put in some shifts and even when I was in in that bigger frame I still ran and got around the pitch and put some hits in um my second most pride you know, prideful moment with the club was the first game back after the lockdown and the ready for rugby we played against Hayes at Hayes in sweaty, muggy conditions. Maybe September, September, September 2021. September 2021. We played in just a friendly, but that was my first time captaining. I felt, felt I was in this new body. Because um, it was a new body. I went from being a big, you know, think playing one style of rugby as an 18 stoner to one, to a different you know, style. Right, of, what, you lost about a sixth of yourself. I, I lost a third of my body weight because I was 12 <laughs> stone. Yeah. Um, I lost a third of my body weight. So, you know, you change how you play the game. Um, and that realization that this new way of rugby, this faster, this lighter way of rugby, is uh, it's a lot more fun. I can promise you that for nothing. Uh, so those are the two. Danny, thank you very much for talking, and good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. And remember, bleed green. Bleed green.